Welcome, everybody. Uh, we are back. I know we had a little bit of a break. Uh, things get crazy sometimes, and we don't get paid to do this. We just have fun. So let's hit the music and let's get started. I got, uh, I am CJ Heineman. We are the Heineman Brothers Hockey Show. It's a podcast about hockey. I got my brothers with me. It's the three of us this week. We got a great interview. Ty, uh, who who we interview this week? Interview my boy, Stanton Turner, former Suffolk hockey player. Graduate for the year after me. Just a fucking hell of a guy. Beauty of a character. So, was happy to have him. Good, good, Lou. What's going on? How's how's Dirty Jers? Oh, it's doing good. We had a we had a very busy week, and of course, with trying to coordinate with everybody, obviously we we lost a week, but uh, we are ready to go. Actually, in the jersey, it's funny. I got to go to two Devils games this week. One on my own volition, and then I got to be a part of the honor guard uh, do it during uh, Saturday's uh, military appreciation day. So that was really cool. Yeah, you gotta you gotta talk about that a little bit. How what was that like? Uh, it was actually funny. So he, uh, I was doing some work with my recruiter this week, um, and he he ended up texting me like the day before. Hey, do you want to come work the game with me? Um, uh, and then I ended up being able to because it was an early game. Um, and so I didn't I had no idea what I was going to be doing there when I got there, and I knew he he does honor guard. Um, in the Air Force, so I knew he would be doing it, but I didn't know I would be doing it until I got <laughs> to the rink and we're at, we're into the little dressing room area. And he goes, "So you ever do honor guard before?" And I go, "Nope." And he goes, "That's nah, easy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, just so gotta was, hold really still. <laughs> yeah, so I was I had uh, one of the rifles, so I had to do you know just present arms and order arms with the rifle, but it was uh, it was really cool. There was a whole. Um, Army Battalion, Army National Guard Battalion, they're about to go on a deployment to Africa. So they were all there. What uniform were you in? Uh, full service dress. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Jacket, tie, the whole nine. I thought you were going to be like throwing it and doing twirls with it. That's what no, you no. When you, when you told me that. No, just rifle from, from the shoulder, quick movements. But it's 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 tough because I, I got a guy to... So it's me on the far left, the two flags, and then the other guy with the rifle. So we have to be in sync. Um, and, of course, it's funny. The, the other guy with the rifle, he was another guy that came with his recruiter. And this this kid, Jackson, uh, I flew out to BMT with uh, down from down at Fort Dixon into Philly. And then he was in my brother flight. So I <laughs> ran into him, which was wild. That's awesome. Yeah, so where do you get to, like, sit and watch the game after that? Like, where are your seats? Uh, we had, we were lower bowl, like 15, 15 rows off the glass. Best seats you can get. Yeah, they yeah. were they were six seats. That's that's just excellent. And then got a free little voucher for like a pretzel. Pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ty, you want to go and tell the people about your uh, weekend uh, in uh, Michigan there? Oh man, kind of kind of touched on it in the interview. Not actually, not much at all. 
But uh, yeah, I visited my uh, two buddies who we went to Suffolk with. Graduate, they're big tough guys going to uh, law school at Michigan State in East Lansing. One of one of the kids, Justin Sellup, hopefully having him on soon. Uh, Pittsburgh guy, just like Lou. Hey um, But grew up there. Uh, went to Nazareth College, then he transferred to Suffolk. Played a couple of years, then he went to law school there at MSU, and he actually played a year of hockey there at D1. So fucking beauty of a kid. I think he's the first ever, first ever uh, hockey D1 kid to be in law school and play hockey. So pretty impressive. Hopefully we'll get him on soon. But uh, up there, man, it's, it's it's just a different world. Like I would never survive a, a campus like that. Fucking dude, they're pouring vodka out of the soda guns. Like I was, I was just baffled at what was going on. You know, like, <laughs> like if you don't buy a pitcher as a vodka soda, then you're looked at like you're a weirdo. <laughs> um, is it, it was banana land, and it's. It's crazy because you walk into campus, like, my buddies lived pretty much right off it, so it's a short walk, but, you know, you're in normal world where you're not supposed to drink outside, so, like, you're in the street, like, carrying your beer in your pocket or whatever. Um, <laughs> then you, the second you step onto campus, it's like, all right, blow them out, like, let's start icing people and start shotgunning and everything, and you get to the tailgate, and it's ridiculous like there were these people with an rv like a 90 90 inch tv fucking just like bathrooms in the thing like it was immaculate I mean, we were just kind of you know hopping tailgate <laughs> meeting people giving out beers like it's just what you do like it was just a lot of fun and you end up meeting so many people but then you get it into the stadium and you don't serve those so all right, by the third quarter. All right, uh, Michigan State, another fumble in their end zone. All right, let's go. We'll, <laughs> but, well uh, uh, you you must oh, have been yeah. pretty torn up at some point because I know I was getting a Snapchat. And uh, basically, guys, Tyler is like hanging off of this tall dude with blonde hair. And I can't tell what he's saying in the Snapchat. But you can tell you can tell the other guy's holding him up, and he's just like, uh huh, uh huh, okay, uh huh, uh huh. Great snap, Fuck, dude, great that's snap. That. So that's <laughs> that's the uh, the quarterback for the football team. <laughs> he looks oh, like shit. a quarterback. <laughs> His name is Rocky Marciano. I'm kind of no, surprised no, no. he was tolerating you. Sorry, Rocky Lombardi. That's his name. How, how football is that? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, he looked- basically, he was—he he had enough of me, man. I was like, uh, I just went up to him. I, I was like, hey, I got a buddy from Michigan. Uh, you want to tell him fuck you? And he was like, what? And I was like, you want to tell my buddy fuck you? And he was like, what, Michigan? Well, and he was like, enough, man, enough, enough. He's a good <laughs> kid. But, dude, the kid's he's, only, he's 19. Like, Damn. Yeah, yeah he looked... Uh... He looked twenty five, and I he because he was at least two heads taller than you. He is exactly Flash Gordon. Man. He is Flash Gordon. That's exactly <laughs> who he looks like. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, I wish I had said that. Yeah, there was, was another kid at that bar who was seventeen, but he was about a foot and a half taller than me. Um, Five star recruit basketball player, going to go play for Tom Izzo. 
I'm not gonna say names. I'm not gonna store anyone. But um, ew. I was like, yo, buddy, I'll get a picture. I'll show you guys over Thanksgiving. But hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, just an unbelievable trip. Those schools, and uh, I love my boys, Kirky and Salzy. So the last year, they're gonna be fucking lawyers. They're gonna defend me only in <laughs> Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and. Ah, fuck, what was the other? Ohio, yeah, because Celsius in Pittsburgh, so right around there. Um, <laughs> yeah, great trip, uh, but that's enough about me. Uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, just uh, wor- working my butt off over here. Uh, not too much hockey stuff to report from me personally. I mean, I'm really enjoying watching my Isles play right now, um, but... Uh, tonight. Yeah, well, you can't win them all. We, uh, it's it's funny though when we do our picks. I I always love seeing when uh, the last week or so there's been a lot of Isles picks um, across the board. I've been hey, pretty much taking everything. Yeah, uh, unlike you, Lou. Yeah. I want to hear about I want to hear about the standings, and I also want to hear of what the actual records are, are if you have that, not just the points. Yeah. Okay, so- I, so it is. I, so it's funny. Um, I was looking at it today. Cause so like, so like the Penguins are the worst team in the East right now. Um, that being said, um, they are six points behind top spot in the Met with two games in hand. So it's the whole everybody is so close like there's so much parity even so even like the LA Kings the LA Kings are only all right well they're 12 points back of the division lead but that's that's like that's not a lot at all with two games in hand so hypothetically you know they're only 8 8 points back that's four games Lou, you want Murray I'll give you Murray for any goalie uh, I don't, I don't care if you pick up some scrub. I'll trade you Murray. He's been terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want that on my fantasy team. Yeah, God, he's killing me. Um, I'm I mean, pretty the sure in general. I mean, we're we're down like we're down Justin Schultz for the year. He's done. He broke his leg. Um, we just got Derek Broussard back. So we're gonna. I'm hoping we can kind of get a lineup together. Uh, obviously, I'll I'll touch on the trade too. Um, they ended up trading Carl Haglin uh, to L.A. for Tanner Pearson. Yeah, I love. I, I like I to trade so. for the Penguins. But you know what's hilarious right now is I'm pretty sure Tyler was asking me about the standings of our uh, of our picks, and Lou real quick changed it into a penguin uh, yeah hey hey well, yeah, no, still, I, still here on, uh, <laughs> still here on the podcast he was like stop stop fuck that we're talking yeah, about the penguins right now I, okay <laughs> first right. of all he said the standings so i went into the standings of the league cheese <laughs> and rice guys yeah no i was i was just saying because we always talk about the points like who's points wise but i just want to know how because i was thinking about it tonight like we all picked the abs they're losing at some point. And I was like, well, I don't really care. But then I was like, oh, kind of probably makes the podcast look better. But then we don't really say the standings. Like, I want to know if I'm like uh, probably like 300 and no, not that many picks. Uh, 82 and 
76 and 14, like, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. I, I could um I could add them up because I have them every night I write them down, um but the only thing I add up is the points so you'd have to give me probably till the next pod but uh we can definitely get those um uh, what are the points hell, anyway hell um I could probably actually I could probably add them up and we just do a little edit magic that's the beauty of this but the points are uh, right now I have three hundred no you're not. Um, you are four points behind me, and that is because I've gained a couple points in the last two days. Um, but I have 369. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, you have 365, and uh, Lou, you're at 341. Yeesh. <laughs> uh, but Long you know, to go. yeah, lots That's of hockey. Yeah, yeah, plenty, plenty of time. Uh, well, we're we're almost at the quarter mark. I think next week we do a little bit of who's going where this year. We can make our first like yeah, action. that can be our one of our one of our roundtable discussions that that we'll all be together for. Um, but anyway, Lou, if you want to talk about your Penguins trade, that's uh, that's newsworthy. We can go. Oh uh, yeah, that. we do. We do actually. Have, there's two trades um, uh, this past week. Uh, so the Penguins traded Carl Hagelin for Tanner Pearson. Um, Carl Hagelin is going to be a UFA at the end of the year, uh, and is four years older than Tanner Pearson. Both of them, I think Carl Hagelin had three points on the year. Tanner Pearson had one. Um, so both kind of guys, you know, struggling where they are. And for the Penguins sake, it was a, uh, it was, it was Jim Rutherford, the GM, uh, who actually just got a three-year extension, uh, kind of. It's a wake-up call for everybody in that locker room, I think. Um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta disagree with that real quick. I think this is a not a wait. I think it's just a good move. Oh no, I no, I think it's a good move. I mean, Tanner Pearson's four years younger. He's got three years more on his contract, uh, and it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars cheaper. Well, um, I mean, that's why I think it it just makes too much sense to be a wake-up call. I mean. Trading Haglin away isn't exactly like it's not like trading. I, I feel like Haglin would be one of my first choices to shop around, considering he's UFA next year and you know he's worth stuff. Well, Other yeah, but I'm just saying if if we're if we're at the top of the division, that trade probably doesn't happen. Yeah, I think uh, you guys are looking too much into it. I think it's just a quick, you know, player for player change of scenery trade. Both these guys are just not living up to what they're what everyone's used to them doing especially Haglin. i mean pearson's young but he's been producing when he has been playing and they're just going to switch and i think it's going to work out for both for both sides all right well i'll back up my opinion with jim rutherford going on uh penguins radio uh and and saying that they need to wake up or there's going to be changes <laughs> Yeah, I just thought, I, I mean, sure, he's trading Aglin away is not really that much to, of a change. He's quick <laughs> to pull the trigger, and, you know, he's been good at that. So, like, can't knock him for it. You know, they need they need some. It's like the equivalent of, like, pulling the goalie, not pulling it, like switching the goalie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's not the goalie's fault, but you need to switch something up. It's kind of the uh, GM equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um. So the other trade was uh, Ryan Strome 
uh, traded for Ryan Spooner from Edmonton to the New York Rangers, which. <laughs> uh, yeah, those Don't are care two about duds. The other two, I feel like we'll produce these guys. I'm just I'm not sold on them. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're making uh, making the Islanders look really good for getting Jordan Everly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I never thought Ryan. Str- uh, well, I had a lot of hope in Ryan Strom in the, with the Islanders when we first got him. Uh, I, you know, there was some potential there. You could see it in flashes. But uh, by the time we traded him to Edmonton, I was super happy to get Everly, um, especially because Everly's flashes in Edmonton, although they were still flashes, were even better than Strom's, and he just needed to get out of Edmonton anyway. And now. Watching Strom in Edmonton the last few years, I, I agree with Ty. I don't think uh, he's going to help anyone uh, a lot. I mean, maybe a maybe a good third line guy that can get you a couple some you know a, some points, but uh, just not strong enough, not fast enough. I don't think. Yeah. Um, while we're on the Rangers a little bit, uh, Henrik Lundqvist uh, just became the seventh winningest goalie in the uh, history of the NHL. Um, so big milestone for him as he hunts down uh, uh, next in line. Yeah. No thoughts on Hank hitting seven, guys? Oh, I thought you were looking at... Sorry, I, well, I'm going to look it up, but I was hoping you guys would... Uh, uh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I mean, Hank, Hank's been around since almost the beginning for all of us, kind of. It feels like he's been on the Rangers pretty much forever. Uh, so handsome. Uh, yeah, always, always dressed to the nines. Of course, um, I early on was kind of a Hank hater. Just, I mean, he's a Ranger, uh, so it's, yeah. it's hard. But it's uh, our hesitation. <laughs> uh, but I mean, how, you can't argue with the wins. Uh, seventh all time, uh, great, great goaltender. He's headed for the hall. Uh, Hot headed for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's what makes him the way he battles like down low and like in in oh it's I I kind of love that about him. I agree that I was always you know against him as a Ranger you know fire fan, but the, yeah, the way he battles down low and just fucking pops out of shit, uh, it's fun to watch that fucking Swedish man rocket. Um, so next up so he's only uh, nine no seven wins off of Terry Sourchuk for sixth and then about another ten to hit Curtis Joseph and then another twenty for Roberto Luongo Um, so it's real like up to like third which is Ed Bell four yeah yep so he'll be chasing down Brady action going on. Yeah, and Luongo's only nine behind Ed Belfour for third overall. Uh, it's really the one-two spots that are going to be really hard to chase down, specifically Marty up top. Nobody, um, nobody's catching Marty. <laughs> so Patrick Waugh is tough enough at 551, and then Martin Broder is at 691. 140 <laughs> more wins than Patrick Waugh. Yeah, Siege, so that's why you got to uh, listen to the interview with, with Stanton. Yeah. I, I kind of see Marty as, not just because of the wins, but I see him as the best goalie 
that I think because it's the way he won games and the way he just anticipated the play and everything like that. Uh, but he, you know, West Coast guy said Patrick Wall was, you know, the best because of the way he, you know, brought the butterfly into the game and, you know, the style of it, stuff like that. So, like, it was a, it was a good take. And it was kind of a toss-up at that point. What you yeah, he, he, had a, he had a good insight on that, I think. That was a, it was a good conversation. It's a great argument um, because I, I, those are the two best goalies of all time, and they're so different. Um, but just, I I got to give it to Brodor. Uh, the wins and the Bro championship, not just the wins, but the championships. Uh, and that Devils team, it was, it was always just a trap and... We're gonna we're gonna check hard all game long, and Marty's our third defenseman back there, and he's gonna keep us in every game. Uh, and I think there were more. I don't want to say mental breaks for Patrick Waugh because he is obviously unbelievable, and like you said, the style he brought was brand new. Montreal. Uh, yep, uh, and has has championship of his own uh but uh just i i don't want to say i'm giving it to marty because of the numbers i just think the numbers are back yeah but he's he's like yeah he's categorically you look at the i mean most shutouts most wins and like i said it's not like you know he's marty's got a couple more wins he's got 140 more wins actually i i and i I got a marty story that i got to I got to tell everyone, uh, Ty, I was at one of your three on three tournaments and, uh, I don't remember how old you were. It it had to be pretty young. I think maybe squirts, uh, peewees at the, at the most, but I remember uh, on that little bitch. No, I don't think you guys, well, at least at this point in time, you guys were not playing against each other. Uh, we did play against Marty's son. He, he stunk. He got drafted though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's nice having uh, a name like Brodor, I guess. But uh, anyway, I I went up and I introduced myself and I and I told him, you know, my brother's playing down there. And he's like, oh, my son's over here. And they were playing across the ice three on threes. Uh, so they were in two different games, but absolutely pleasant. I mean, I didn't, you know, overly bother him or anything, but. Yeah, I told him I was a goalie and everything, and he said, you know, good luck. And um, for all I know, great guy. Yeah, Uh, dude. I I mean, from what they've said, from listening to things about the Hall of Fame, obviously, this weekend, while I've been on them, everyone said just great things. And I can can see that. Like, he looks like a really fucking cool guy. Looks like a guy who, like, busts your balls kind of thing. But yeah. But uh, no one talks about him, like, you know, banging in his uh, wife's sister or anything. But, like, <laughs> well, isn't it still allege- allegedly? Allegedly. No, I don't think so. I think it's like, no, it's proven. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it was just, uh, I just wanted to tell that story because uh, as a, as a, young goalie myself i that was a that was a cool moment for me and uh martin brodor was still playing still playing at the time no he was yeah. done mm, no he was still going siege 
I don't know. Uh, this this would have been so early. Two- yeah, he was. Marty, still going. Reti- um, Marty only retired like like five years ago. Damn. See, yeah. well, although I will say that like he was really done like eight or nine years ago, uh, seven or eight years ago. So. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, um, it, it's funny. It was his. Uh, they did a little. Uh, he dropped the Marty dropped the first puck at the Devils Penguins game. I was at this week. Uh, they did his like you know, uh, induction ceremony game. Uh, what what two teams did you see in New Jersey? Uh, so Pittsburgh and Detroit, which is funny. So now I've seen Detroit twice in two years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's Detroit? They uh, um, they were on, they were on a roll. Yeah, uh, they they got behind two nothing in the game and then ended up coming back and winning in overtime. And it's funny. I picked up. I I know, like four of their guys' names. <laughs> um, Jonathan Bernier had a pretty good game. Um, and then I will say one guy that um, two guys kind of really stood out to me for uh, Detroit in um, in the game uh, this past, uh, yesterday or two days ago. Um, uh, Bertuzzi, young Bertuzzi. That man is a workhorse. He, will, he is just – he will go into a corner Dave and Tyler. badger the shit out of anyone. I, I like that you have to specify young Bertuzzi as if Todd Bertuzzi is still well, – okay. But, you know. <laughs> um, and then Anthony C. It's not – now I want to say my name. <laughs> well, no. no. So, uh, he's a Tyler, people. Another Tyler. <laughs> Great um, name. Best name going. Everyone's best friend, Tyler. It's his name, Tyler. All right, go ahead, though. Uh, and uh, Andres Anthony, see you. Um, nice to see me. Yeah, he is. He was just like if was if there was any like sick move or just like really good like that was creating opportunities, it was coming out of him. Uh, who actually while, a, while we're on the Red Wings, I was gonna say, are they still on the Arby streak? I don't think so at this point. I also I'm not too sure if it's a home streak or not. Um, but here's like the, one of the greatest things that I have come across in like the last couple of months. So apparently, um, for about like a decade now, Arby's has had a deal with the Detroit Red Wings. So I think it's probably home games. But uh, in the city of Detroit, you know, over the last ten years, if somebody were to score a hat trick, you could go get free Arby's curly fries. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, apparently, so have we so, talked about this before? Uh, it was I, a, I mentioned it to you guys, but not on the actual pod. Um, and so, we we had a long text message talk about it, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So so uh, nobody from Detroit has scored a hat trick yet this year. Nobody scored one the entirety of last year, and they only had three total hat tricks the previous two years before that. So Arby's decided that a hat-trick is too hard, <laughs> and they lowered the bar. So now it's if Detroit scores three goals in a game or more, you get free curly fries. So at some, I think at last week when we had talked about it, they were on like an eight-game Arby's curly fry streak. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, I'm surprised that Arby's was like, uh, this is too hard. We need to give away more fries. 
Well, I think it had been such a successful thing for them. Like, apparently, even, like, the announcers would, like, comment about it, like, if it had happened. Like, it was a very, very popular thing. And then they went, they had three in a four-year span. (laughs) I mean, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but, you know, in Detroit, the hockey draw, you know, the team's not that good. Probably not that great. So, you know, if uh, a team scores three goals, two games in a row, like, and everyone's like, holy shit, we fucking free going for us. We go this game. Like, let's go. Like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess they're one of the lowest uh, goal scoring totals over the last like four years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ever since they lost their whole Hall of Fame team. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the two legends. Yeah. Soderberg and Datsuk, see ya. Oh, see ya, buddy. Datsuk's still sick in the cage, Oh, well, of course. I mean, that's that's like the perfect place for him to go. Getting paid. Oh, what else you guys got? I, um... I, do you guys want to touch on the Hall of Fame at all? Obviously, we talked about Marty for a bit. Um, and I know, I don't know, Ty, you and... Um, your buddy talked about uh, St. Louis, but we have a couple more inductees. Um, well, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do the interview, and then we'll uh, we'll come out of it and touch on the hall. Sounds good. Hey, my buddy Stanner, these things on you. Okay, okay, here we go. I got my buddy. Uh, welcome to the podcast, the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show, Stanton Turner. Wow. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a lot of things. I'm overwhelmed. I'm excited. I'm thirsty. I'm, I'm everything. I'm everything. I'm good. This is good. Well, uh, I see you got to be there. So we covered one of those things, hopefully. Yeah. Stay but I'm uh, really happy to have you on here. Uh, love playing with you over, uh, played with Stanton at Suffolk University. But uh, we'll get into that much later on. Uh, let's start out, uh, start out with your, we always like to ask people, what is your main hockey allegiance, you know, and where did that come about? My main hockey allegiance, that's, uh, I've, <laughs> I just know you're asking my favorite team, but at first I was like, what's this gonna, what's this gonna mean here? Um, boys, motherfucker, we bleed teal, okay? I am goddamn born and raised San Jose Sharks fan since, actually, I don't even, I don't know, I didn't start watching, I didn't start watching hockey till... Maybe, like, the first Stanley Cup I remember was when, like, the Lightning won. So, like, right before the lockout in 2004, um, which goes, yeah. I guess, kind of to say, like, hockey just wasn't that big of a thing in California, where I'm from, which, yeah, not the people the people listening don't know. I was born and raised in San Francisco, where there was not a big hockey culture, especially in the 90s. The Sharks came around in, like, what, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 94, 90, something like that. Yeah, 94, 95. Um but yeah, it wasn't a big thing. And I mean, you know, over the past decade, the Sharks have been, the people fucking love the Sharks and the Sharks have been a great hockey team. But there's some, there's some ups and downs to that, obviously. But uh, yeah, that's the boys. We bleed teal. Yeah, we I mean, love Jumbo. I, 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 I Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, like, we just had some great, like, unreal players come, like the Sharks. They're a great organization. Like, I, I don't really know anybody that doesn't like the Sharks, you know? They're just not one of those teams, like, say, like, the Bruins, like people, people fucking didn't like the Bruins, you know, but nobody ever really has that much of a bone to pick with the Sharks. Like, I don't know. Well, uh, that's pretty funny you say that because we were up on 
the Bruins all the time in the show, you know. Uh, true. Flyer, <laughs> That's and, true. And but, um, uh, yeah, the Sharks, uh, they started a little slow, I was going to say earlier, but uh, they seem to, they're starting to figure it out. And uh, I don't, I don't have too much worry. I think they're going to be okay. Um, yeah, they're fine. It's like, it is weird though. Like you would think once obviously we got Carlson, uh, we were like, boom, give this, just fork it over now. Like <laughs> we are going to be so good and yeah, they're good. But I guess, yeah, like, like you said, it's just a slow start. It's an adjustment period. Like Carlson's used to being like the superstar. Carlson was in Ottawa for God knows how many years, eight years, six, seven, eight years, something like that. And now he's out there with, you know, Brent Burns driving the power play. Pavelski, Kane, he's like, was, and all of was was good. They obviously had their cup run, but like, I don't know, it's a different, it's a different dynamic playing when you're not arguably the the, the top superstar. There's, you're around superstars, you know? So I think they're all working that out, but whatever. It's a 15, 20 games like in the season. Heard, I feel like you guys, and I want to get into this for a little, that's a good segue. I don't think I've, in my hockey career, like ever had to like just shift teams like that. Like, you know, I've always played with pretty much the same kids growing up and then, you know, kind of shifted back to another group that I like knew the kids at least, you know, mm-hmm. but how was that with, uh, so you grew up in Cali and then how'd you come to New England? You know, uh, good question. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the, the, uh, early days of my hockey career. Funny. I wanted to mention this too. I didn't play ice hockey until I was like, a second year peewee like kids start like you know on the ice when they're like i don't know what four three four years old like a lot of kids in like hockey hockey states hockey you know regions yeah you probably hit the ice before you can fucking walk i didn't ice skate until i was third like i remember my peewee coach asking me to stop on my left side and i was like no i can't i can't do it because i played roller hockey i played roller hockey from the age of eight till like third 12 or 13 and then I played Pee Wee B ice hockey, Bantam B, Bantam A, and I played all those for the same organization. Then I made a jump to a new organization because we had like, you know, we just had triple A hockey. We didn't have high school hockey, nothing like that in Northern California. It just doesn't exist. Anything really past like, what, I don't know, like Minnesota, it's just or that direction. There's not as much high school hockey, you know. Um, but then I started say, to play. Uh, let me interrupt you. No, it's go. a good story you have, uh, actually. A little, it's a good little tidbit. Uh, that your mom wanted what you to be a, a tennis player or something? Or oh, you wanted yeah, to no, no, I wanted to be a motherfucking tennis player, man. That was what I wanted as a young man, but I don't know, mom. And I, where'd my, yeah, where'd my mom get, or why would I procrastinate? Because my fucking mom just was like, oh, yeah, you know what, I'll sign him up for tennis camp when it comes around, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She waits too long, boom. Tennis career ended right there at the age of eight. Who really knows? <laughs> Probably would have ended up playing D3 tennis just like I played D3 hockey, but still, you well, never know. It was what I wanted. Our, our tennis careers aren't that bad. Oh, our know. tennis careers are on the off. They're just as good as our hockey careers now. They're just beginning with those new <laughs> They Oh, have you used yours yet? Do you no, even have it? It's still in Fuck. It's nice. Yeah, I have it. I left mine in Boston too. Damn, we never got around to it. Whatever. Well, we'll get good. There. Now you have an excuse to come up and uh, fucking play me. I know. I got some new golf clubs too. We got a big sports weekend one time. I come down, come up. But uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, that's. Then so I we're getting to junior hockey. 
Yeah, yeah. So like then I started. Yeah, yeah. I played AAA, and that's when, like, obviously your hockey career kind of starts to take form, you know? And then from there, you kind of just, you don't really know. Like, it's funny, like, when I was playing AAA and I was good at this point, now I was, like, one of the better kids on my team. I always was one of the better kids on my team, but there was, like, you know, like a future. It was, like, like something else is going to happen. And um, I, like, the first junior team I played for was in, no, fuck no. I got tendered by Bismarck in North Dakota at, like, first, my, dude, my, after my... <laughs> My first year of AAA, we played in the Napple, North American Prospect Hockey League. It was okay league, but I tore it up. I scored like 20 fucking goals in 25 games. It was crazy. And the other kid, we'll talk about him later. No, we won't, but whatever. Um, I got tendered by Bismarck. They had just won the fucking Null, dude. They, they were the best team in the league. And they were like, you know what? We want Stanton. The Null. I was going to be a Nuller, dude. I did play a little bit in it, but I got tendered by them. And uh, – this was the summer that ended my hockey career. It was the summer of 2010, World Cup, USA. It was a great run, great summer, but pissed like I just didn't. I just didn't work hard enough at the time, and I didn't make the team. So then I went back, played another year of hockey, and went to play for Fresno in the North American League, and got traded slash cut, whatever you want to call it. And my coach that. We'll talk about later. He called me Blackie growing up. I boy, Stanton, you you never you fucking late every day because you're black. He told me that shit. <laughs> okay, okay, coach. I can't control the traffic, bro. I Stanton, Wesley, you fucking you fat and you lazy. Stanton, you black. Your brother Curly. That's what he'd say. But um, so he had been like a scout for Walpole, the Walpole Express, in old Walpole, Massachusetts, and I remember. Growing up, he was always trying to get us to go there, and we were like, no way, man. We're never going there. That was when we were like 14 years old. We are like, no, we can just play Junior Sharks, AAA, something like that. We're never going to play juniors in Massachusetts because at the time, it just – nobody even knew what that was because that's how far – like, that's how not connected to hockey Northern California was. You just didn't even know what was going to happen. And uh, then eventually, I had no choice. It was either, like, <laughs> go there or fucking, I don't know, don't play anywhere. So uh, – so I went, and I mean, it ended up being it ended up being much better hockey than I thought. We played in the AJ. Uh, I guess you don't know what that is because you didn't play juniors. <laughs> People tell me, yeah, I've, no, I've, I kind of gotten a little bit familiar with it more and more because of you guys. But um, how was it? Were you like nervous at all to go to a billet family? Uh, no, my first building experience came in Fresno when I. Um, for the first half of that year before I came to the East Coast. And actually, no, we didn't. We didn't have billet families in Walpole. We had the dorms, dude. This was a wild experience. Normally, yeah, you billet. That's how juniors works because the program is, like, known enough where families are willing to take the kids in, I guess. I don't know what the situation is. But in Walpole, we just lived in, like, a 40-kid 40 40 kid dorm in the parking lot. Yeah, it was like a prison in the parking lot. It was in the parking lot of the rink on Route 1, like, 10 minutes from Foxborough. And true, yeah. The the Walpole prison. Yeah, no, we lived in the uh we lived in the Iorio jail in the, yeah, across the street, across the parking lot from the rink. And it was 40 kids from the ages of like 15 to 20 and one adult. And he would just like get high on his like weed and like pres- like prescription pills i think this guy was popping i don't know which ones exactly but he would just be in his room all like all turned up and we we're like oh shit dennis is fucked up so it was a weird that was a weird experience um but hey it, it brought me brought me to suffolk hockey and you know the bean and everything i got out of that so it's funny like you you have like these like you look back and you're like wow what could my career could have been but you're like 
doesn't matter. Like, you know, it all, it all ends up for just being as perfect as it was, you know? Yeah. Zero so, regrets. I think about it sometimes. Uh, zero regrets. People, a couple people ask me, like, what do you think would happen if I played juniors or I like, tried to do a prep school or something like that? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, like, I don't, I want to think about it, but I don't need to. Like, I have no regrets. Like, yeah. Ooh, I don't think I would be a sucker, to be honest. But, <laughs> True. All roads lead to Manjalika. I had so much fun there, dude. Like, I mean, we played together for what three years. Yeah. So, the program just it was it was the best because we made it the best. You know, like we didn't let anything. Oh yeah, the, like the I mean the adversity that you face at Suffolk Hockey is like is like it's not like when I people I tell people what I went through in college hockey they're like what like what do you mean you carried your bag on the fucking tee i'm like uh yeah dude we took the train for 9 p.m practices with our bags whatever like it's it was part of the ride you know and like yeah sometimes you might kind of suck but at the same time it's just like it makes it it makes it memorable you know it makes it special because when you when you have that setup yeah when you have that setup man and you still can get the like you know get wins and become a great team get fucking national votes and like Dude, it makes it twice as special as some program that just gets all this shit given to them. Like, you know? Makes the fucking Saturday night out in the North End fucking oh, yeah. better. Yeah, dude. All these kids, they go play at Plymouth State and go to the shitty house after. Yeah, catch us at the fucking Down Ultra Lounge, bro. With tables. <laughs> <laughs> okay? No free ass. No, no <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. That's funny. Also, fuck Pantano. So that was for McCarthy. Mm. Um, he bailed in the alumni game, that bitch. Thought he was going to show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Suffolk was a lot of fun just because of that. I mean, we, we were pretty good for the lack of like talent. You were probably one of the most talented guys on the team, but like, uh, you're like, you know, it's basically everyone had to be reeled in and just had to kind of play tough hockey and then. The amount of shots we blocked and fucking that stuff was a lot of fun to me. Uh, I don't know, you were scoring goals, but Sometimes. Some, it's some good setups, I think. Almost setups, probably. Yeah, that, yeah, I think there's a picture. I remember you ripped one off the, like the crossbar in the north in Charlestown. Do you remember that? And yeah. there's a picture of it. There's a picture of it. Like you're like, oh, this puck is about to hit the crossbar in the picture. I think I hooked you up with that. Yeah, we went far down and we tied silent. That was a huge game. Mm. Didn't go in though. <laughs> Bar down and out. Did not go in. So yeah, that's a sick photo. Actually, I'll try. I'll try to tweet that one out. Good call. Uh, <laughs> I'd be surprised if it wasn't one of my profile pictures on Facebook. So it'll be easy to find. Yeah, your dad probably posted it too. I think he, I think he definitely did. That's yeah. Have to. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, mm. that's actually a good segue. Um, uh, one of the segments we do, we don't have many yet. You know, we're an early pod. Is uh, we do. It's called Pops Three Stars of the Week, and you, you know, when we have an interview, uh, uh, it's four stars of the week. So we try to do. I mean, you've met my dad, uh, Jimbo Heinze, a, a player or a guy uh, in the hockey community, a coach, whatever, who he would like. Like, oh, they had, a good, they had a good week. Like, oh, that's, that's a good one. Something like that. You could pick a homer, you know, pick a shark who had a good week or something like that. But get creative. So I'll go first. Uh, 
I want to put you. I'll give you a time to think. Thanks. That's um, the nerve. That's the most nerve wracking thing about these pods. You just like put on the spot. and You're like, wow. I thought I had some good stuff to say, and you're like, oof. I gotta. This mouth has got to work right now. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Uh, not that I'm a pro. This is like episode seven for me or something like that. So. Uh, so my my pop star of the week. I'm gonna go with uh, Dave Haxtell, Flyers coach. I uh, haven't picked a flyer yet for my pop star of the week, I don't think. Um, guy was fighting for his job, basically about to get fired. Um, the only fucking West Coast team they didn't win against was the Sharks, but they took a point, and they went 4-0 on the other games. So, out in the West. So, guy saved his job. Um, a lot of people are starting to murmur, though. Not, okay, I'll end that part of the pop star of the week. But <laughs> Should the Flyers get Joe Quinn, bro? Ooh. Ooh, yeah, I know. I saw that they're talking about that. That's, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I don't know. I mean, how long has uh, Haxall been you guys' coach? Probably five-ish years, four okay. or five. That's weird. That's like a, I mean, because like, like. He's really, he's known as like this youth development guy. And like, he has done that. We, we have a sick, you know, but it's just. It's been good lately. Yeah, it's weird, but that's also like the time. That's also kind of like the time period where you might be like, you know what, you know, you've had you've had your your chance, and it's like with somebody like you know Coach Q, like dude, that guy's been that guy swings nuts. He's one of the big best coaches, you know, that of the past decade. So it's like, do we ride with our guy that we've had for five or six, four or five years that is doing, you know, he's up and down. It seems like that's how that's how I'd characterize the Flyers over the past like you know, decades, like sometimes you guys, you don't know what you can do. Other times you're like, fuck, what the hell it's is running guys doing? And just fucking willy nilly to fucking go everywhere. But, um, yeah. right. So, so, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> what, are, what are you going to go with here? Uh, yeah, it's a, okay. That's, uh, just, mm, you know what I was thinking? This is a little bit off, but it'll tie back to it. I would pay, I don't know. Like, why is I would I just want to watch NHL on the fly every fucking night. I got no c- cable, so why can't I just get an watch app right that now, just bro. tells me some NHL on the fly? I just want to watch a one-hour segment of NHL on the fly, man. So I know what's going on in hockey. I watch the inst. I you know follow the NHL Insta. Go for it. All right, here we go. This is a good question. I think they're uh, Brian Lawton. Shout out to uh, Brooks Rice, my boss. Well, actually, not anymore. <laughs> He played with this guy in Rhode Island. He was a number one pick, one of the uh, biggest busts in the NHL, Brian Lawton. But he's a good guy. Good guy. Mm. Uh, Stan, where does Martin Broder, you know, he just got inducted in the Hall of Fame, stand among the all-time greats? Mm. I think what is he what is he revered as? Do you think he do you think that like that's what he is? He's the best goalie ever? I don't I don't think I think Patrick Waugh should be higher, ranked higher than him. Not for necessarily like what he like, you know, for his like statistics, but Patrick Waugh changed the entire position. Like he he's, he pioneered the butterfly style. Guys are out there sliding around on their fucking heads, like goddamn Gator. Gator, I love you so much. You played so good in the alumni game. But <laughs> but if you ever hear this, but you know what I mean. Like I so that's what like I mean yeah he's one of the best most he's the most winningest goaltender of all time, and that's definitely it puts him in the top three. But I think. Someone like Patrick Waugh, just first thought off the top of my head, like you still got to – who also has 
outrageous stats and number of championships and, and a great legacy as a player. I think the fact that he had such an effect on the position, you know, kind of puts him a little higher in my very, very, very good take. Very good take. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm not going to let you get away with this. What's your pop pop's pick? I know I want it. I'm between two. It's more of like a pop star. The first quarter of the NHL. Uh, sure. Sure. This, well, but I got I got another star of the week though because he's my fucking man. Dude, uh, yeah, I, I can, can only take one. I can only do one. What? Oh shit! Oh god! Okay. Uh, all right, then I'm going Homer. I'm going Homer for my man, Jumbo man. Joe Torten, dude. Fifteen hundred motherfucking hockey games. Like, oh my god, man! Have you played fifteen hundred games? Have you played 1,500 games? N- no, maybe, but, like, yeah, 1,500. Come on, we have. Dude, I don't know. Like, I, I played like, 2.2. True, if I count, like, games. shitty shitty summer summer league and stuff like that, yeah, I have. But, like, com- real competitive hockey games, like our AAA seasons, high school seasons, probably nowhere more than, like, 30 to 50, 60 games, and I played, what, 10 of those? So that's, like, four or five, 600. Ho- Suffolk hockey, I don't know. I played around 1,000. But my point is, played ten games in four days. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> Not a big deal. Luckily, I sat on the bench and didn't play for one of them. So, mm. but uh, yeah, no. To the point. Yeah, that's just that's outrageous, man. And Jumbo is he's one of my favorite players of all time. Again, just a guy that like who doesn't like Joe Thornton and why? Like, what's what's your fucking problem? So, I don't know. He's he's just. I again like probably the best one of the best top three passers of ever in the history of the NHL. Uh, all around beauty, and just as like I mean, he deserves this motherfucker deserves this thing. He's got to win this goddamn Stanley Cup. He, I don't know. That's beside the point. But yeah, Joe Thornton, that milestone I think is just you don't see it very often, and it's just he's a special guy, and that's why I'm picking him as my pops player of the week. He just very nice, very he nice. deserves everything well he can get. That was well done. Um, I'm not going to let you talk anymore about Jimbo Joe, but I'm going to throw my hat and just say, uh, I don't, uh, it's, I don't know if he's the best, third, third best passer in the league, but ever, but a story for another time. Um, okay, that, well, top, fine. Top this is your podcast. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I will throw you a bone. If you let me uh, talk, you know, we'll keep talking NHL. I'm liking it. Uh, have you seen any of this fucking Elias Peterson kid? That's who I was almost going to give the award to. Buddy, you come down the wing and you just rip a clapper like that. Oh, my that God. So awesome, dude. That is oh. like, that's like one of my favorite goals you can possibly score. Like, that's just totally yeah. nuts out. I put him on the yeah, ice. Everyone can say that this, like the Steve Eisman step over the blue line goal, like you know exactly what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? The greatest yeah, camera like, angle of a hockey goal ever. It's like iconic, you know, and that was yeah. fucking just like it. It was wild. Yeah. And dude, that pass he made to Besser, uh, where he like catches it at his own blue line and he like looks up and he's like, oh, I'm just going to rifle this thing off the end boards. Like, I, he's this guy's doing things that are like, yeah, just things you see on. Highlight reels over the past two decades. This kid is just pulling them out of his ass in the first twenty games of the season. Like, what is that? You know. I I actually picked. No one drafted him, and uh, I'm in a fantasy league with my brothers. No one drafted him, 
I picked him up like the second game, and then one of my goalies got hurt. Uh, fucking Crawford, Crawford got hurt, so I dropped him. And uh, I'm the dummy. He's fighting it out. Yeah, yeah, that kid is unreal. He uh, did you see what Wayne Gretzky said about him? Yeah. Wayne G is dropping all kinds of quotes today. Everyone's talking a lot about this guy. Ray Ferraro is just sucking Pedersen off big time. Yeah, I but, saw um, those too. Yeah, Gretzky say that. And, but he also said that uh, Marner and Matthews look like him and Messier. Yeah, so he's yeah he's making so all kinds of comparisons. Everyone's new to Gretzky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um Matthews and Marner. I don't get to watch enough of them. I guess with Matthews out right now and my not having NHL network, uh, it's tough to, uh, <laughs> it's tough to, to catch them because when Matthews plays, it's like he's scoring two and a half goals a night. So you catch him on the NHL Instagram every, every two hours. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen much of them. I listened <laughs> to the pod today and they were the, the spin chicklets podcast today. The other hockey podcast in my life. It's just these two. So, <laughs> um, but they were talking about how much Patrick Marlowe is boys with those three. And I think that's pretty yeah. funny because, sorry, I don't want to tie this back to the Sharks. You did ask my favorite hockey team is. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's funny. And another guy, Patrick Marlowe, too, just like, dude, he's, I was checking his stats. He's like 1,600 games played. That's like, beauty, dude. yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love how uh, he uh, he literally treats like Matthews Marner, one of his or one of his sons. Literally, Marner like really gets into it with fucking squirting water bottles at Marlo's son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come over and it's just like, yo, cut it out, guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna. I mean, I was gonna. I don't know. I had a. Well, you go. It's you're you're driving. I'm well, I was just going to say, we talked about Marty a tiny bit. No, I, I, a, a, good, a good defense, I mean, you could easily say Wah is uh, the best. I think I just remember seeing Marty when I was growing up, like, all the time. I went to more devil games than anything. Mm-hmm. So just watching him win the Cubs, and like, yeah, you're right, he was flopping all around. But, like, they're showing some of his highlights, and it's just unbelievable. His sense, oh. his sense for... Just like he knew where the guy was coming back door. He knew when the guy, his, his anticipation, he could bait you. He reminded me a little bit me of like a lacrosse goalie. Now, yeah. Just, yeah. You're not guessing, but you're kind of like he would come out, like come at you, you know, break down the angle. Yeah. Same with like goal. soccer goalies where you're like, you know what? I don't, well, I guess that's different because soccer goalies, they have less of a chance. It's like less calculated. It's more of like just covering the, the space. And he wasn't just like a guy, like, I don't know, maybe he kind of was, you know, but mostly. Reminds me of, and I don't think this pumps my tires because it's like a different sport. It reminds me of me playing lacrosse goalie. Like, mm-hmm. if it's a two on ones, <laughs> I would like rather them pass it so I could just try and pick it off instead of them trying to like shoot it, you know? Like, yeah, completely yeah. the same way. Or like backdoor, like, instead of like, I would kind of like faint away and then, but you could also bait guys, you know, drop your stick, drop your stick, and then flash it over. But I think Marty could do that. Like he's uh you you gotta listen to fucking uh Rocco oh fuck, not Chico Rush. Yeah, Rocco. You ever you ever heard of Chico Rush? Chico Rush? 
Chico Resch. He was a, he's a, he still is an announcer. No, I don't think he is. Uh, for the Devils, and he just was the biggest homer dude. And I don't want to talk about him because he's so annoying. Him and Doc, Doc Emmerich used to do games. Doc, oh, oh yeah, Doc did used to be a devil. Yeah, I did know that. Bigger homer but, uh, than Jack Edwards. Uh, it's close. It's close <laughs> to. He used to be uh, like, oh my god, Marty. Marty knew it was coming. Oh, man, Marty. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Uh, quick, quick question. Uh, how did you, if you grew up watching so much Devils, why are you such a Flyers fan? Everyone knows, because I was born there. And uh, pretty much early origin, there's a Heineken football pool where you pick all the, uh, the playoff teams in the NFL. Everyone does it, even if you're a one-year-old baby. And ever since I grew up, uh, I asked my dad, you know, who I root for. He was like, well, you're born in Philly, and every other one of my siblings is born in a different city, and none of those are New Jersey. So we all root for those teams for the most part. Okay. Sorry, he was born in Cincinnati, so he roots for the Islanders. Hmm. But uh, he was the oldest as well, so like, I feel like he remembers kind of growing up in New York way more than us. Uh, but let's let's talk about the next Hall of Famer, uh, Marty St. Louis. Oh shit! Yep, that guy's a legend. He was uh, he's my first. No, not my. Well, one of my first favorite hockey players. Because like I said earlier, like that was one of the first like stealing cups I remember. Um, and oh, I remember the Ginla versus Le Cavalier. Oh shit. Oh. Oh, man, that was a fucking monster, man. What a That guy was a beast. I forgot about Ignig. Oh. <laughs> I just remember off. Dave Anderchuk. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. What a cup. True. But, yeah. So yeah off used to be... Stick. Remember how fast he was in video games? Yes. Until he came with, with the NHL 2004 slow motion breakaway. <laughs> See ya. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Marty St. Louis, uh, again, maybe just the kind of guy that, like, changed the way that changed the game, you know? Like, I talking about Patrick Waugh, like, the, I, was, I was just at a work happy hour um, with the new office we're moving into, and I, was, I, said, I said hockey, something like that. And this guy was like, oh, do you play hockey? And I was, like, I was like, yeah. He's like, where do you play? I was like, oh, Chelsea Pierce here in New York. And... We started chatting, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to – I went out for – I went to UMass Amherst, and they were D1. I went out for the team, which is like a walk-on, and he said, you know, this is before uh, – I guess not before, but he was like, this is about 10, 15 years ago where the small guys, the, you know, weren't – it just wasn't part of the game, you know, like – Everybody always probably told Martin St. Louis he's too small to play hockey, he's, or he's too small to be in the league in this show. And that dude didn't give a shit, man. He just kept doing his thing, and he made he made that acceptable for guys like you know even guys like Patrick Kane now. And I don't know these other young who are the other small guys in the league. Maybe like Goudreau. Oh, Johnny Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Hockey. Yeah, like that that shit didn't like and. Those are like some of those exciting guys. Oh yeah, don't, don't even forget about Johnny Goddamn Ham and Cheese here. I have a good, uh, I have a good Johnny hockey story. Uh, first oh, yeah, time I saw. Him, huh? yeah, well, no, I uh, he was two years older than me, but I used to go on the same trips, the '94s and the '92s, 
So, um, uh, no, but his dad used to coach against us. He was a psycho French Canadian man. Was that guy like? He reminds me of some, like, kind of like, uh, what's his name, Bob from that '70s show. Kind of, oh, kind let's. Of oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Bob Pinciotti. And like, not like a teddy bear like Bob was, but uh, kind of like that face. Like Bob Norman uh, with, with red. Or... Was uh, we used to, yeah we lost the state championship my sophomore year. Uh, and the time we lost, I want to talk about it. But uh, the Devils, we used to, we played at the Prudential Center. Uh, were nice enough to give us you know lunch or dinner after. And Del Barton was playing against uh, Gloucester Catholic, which is where Johnny Hockey went. And Del Barton was sick. Uh, they had like Kenny Agostino, who we talked about earlier in the set. Uh, well, not in this one, but me and my brothers have talked about him. My buddies with his younger brothers. Um, uh, Mike Ambrosia, fucking Colt Finney. Uh, all these guys went to Yale, Princeton, and shit. And Johnny Hockey's out there, fucking tiny. Just bouncing around. I'm like sobbing into my cookies because we lost state championship. And I literally like do up up and over on a kid, toe drag another, toe and snap one, just fucking up. I was like, wait, what? What was that? <laughs> I like it like my buddy was like, Who is that? And he was like, Oh, it's, it's Johnny Anger Joe. I was like, ah, what? I was like, oh, he's going to BC. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then sure enough, he's a fucking Unbelievable player. He's so fucking Johnny here and cheese, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and you like, I don't know, like, I wonder I wonder who the next guy would have been to break that barrier. Uh and I don't know. I mean Johnny Hockey can do anything he wants, but yeah, maybe, you know, maybe without Martin St. Louis, like there is no Johnny Hockey, you know? And I think that that is yeah, it's just another one of those like Barrier breaking kind of guys that not only did not only did that for the game, but like on top of that, this fucking guy was a superstar, and he used a sick yellow synergy for like fifteen years. So yep. he's, he's just yeah, like yeah. Legendary. It's tough. Sometimes maybe I mean I don't know. I'm just spitting words out of my mouth here, kind of. But sometimes yeah, like these these players like they're they're legends of the game. They're going to the Hall of Fame for a reason. So. I don't know. I they, they are they're tough. They can be tough to talk about, you know. So they're they're big. Right. They're filling big shoes. I don't know. Well, uh, before I uh, before we wrap this up, I want to tell the people why my voice sounds like a terrible terrible thing died in my throat. Um, I, uh, over the weekend, I went to uh, East Lansing, Michigan, uh, to visit a couple of me and Stan's buddies. Stan didn't make the trip, but. Um, no invite, sick. <laughs> yeah. So we went to a football game. Uh, they played Ohio State, but uh, so well, you know there were some drinks, there were some um, some friends, some fun, a little football. Uh, so just want to tell everyone I apologize for that, but uh, I really don't actually. Sorry. <laughs> but sorry. sorry, not sorry. I'm I'm not apologizing, but I'm sorry. Uh, all right, so Stan, I wanted to talk about because uh, I know my brothers wouldn't bring this up. I might get fucked if they do. But uh, uh, PK Subban, did you see him yelling at that one guy? Yeah, that dude in Nashville. 
No, sorry, uh, not Nashville. What am I talking Nikita about? Nikita Zordarev. Yeah, who is this guy in Colorado? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see uh, that. I just heard the clip today too. Zadorov was like giving it to him. He's much bigger than PK. And uh, all you hear is PK just go, Yeah, yeah, I am. I am a pussy. He's like, I am a pussy. I'm not going to fight you. You know what? You're terrible. I, you're horrible to watch. I can't uh, play hockey. You're terrible. Oh, I loved it. He's just giving it to him. Like, fucking, fucking rights. <laughs> just the simplest, the simplest chirps. They can, you know, yeah. I mean, I wonder, I wonder. If those if those get to the NHLers, you you gotta you gotta think like, I don't know when, how much do chirps actually like something like that that people are, it's just like steamroll steamrolling the internet here like you know like everybody's hearing about it all of a sudden this guy's like he probably I've heard Dowdy says, I've heard Dowdy do that too <laughs> Dowdy's original uh, like, you're so right good. but like maybe because it's it's coming from the top guys yeah then they're, they're like oh like shit. That sucks because like now it's a big you know it's a big internet thing. It's like everybody's like, oh wow, who's this Zadinov guy? I guess he sucks because PK says so. But at the time, right. you're probably just like, whatever, dude. Like we're all in the league. Fuck you. I don't care. I'm just playing the game, you know. So yeah. I want. I wonder how like because if if somebody else says that, if a third liner says that to another to somebody else, it doesn't matter. It just that that chirp goes away. It's just regular third liner talk. But when a star defenseman in the league, PK's the fucking man, says that, it's it just, yeah, it storms into something else. And I don't know. I'm not a professional. I always wonder how professionals think about things the way I do because, you know, it's a, obviously a big difference. Like, but um, I don't know. I think I think it's a funny trip. I love those straight up ones. I need somebody to just, I love when you call somebody ugly. That is so, that cracks me up, man. Just a straight up, hey, sh- dude, shut up. You fucking ugly that sometimes gets to people so a chirp just like hey you suck you're ugly that's all that's about it i was gonna say fuck your mother but that's that's when you cross the line i yeah i'm not a big chirper <laughs> i never was i i always found that when i was chirping i wasn't playing well so i tried to avoid it yeah um, but uh yeah some of the chirps like they really annoyed me or if like i would say something and then, like, you know, you'd be out of breath, like, you know, fuck yourself, buddy. And they'd be like, <laughs> like, they were just like, <laughs> yeah, if you're not good at it, you just mumble back some stupid like, shit. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I, I love doing this one in men's league, but it's usually like to my own team, like, Jesus, fucking coach, you know you're out here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of some all time great chirps I've heard. Not that good. Played some. I heard one that was funny, but it just wouldn't make any sense to tell, which is, I'm not even going to tell it because you'll be like, the, the listeners will be like, what? This guy sucks. <laughs> so it's just, it was really, it was like a good chirp at the time, but it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, so I'm not going to go down that road. Or you call it, you know, a wet blanket or a pylon. Those are good ones. Uh, maybe. Hey, pickle. Hey, fucking pickle. Pickle. Something like that. Something simple. Yeah, the simple ones are the best. But if you can get, like, a good one. All right, I'm telling it. So so I used to play, when I played in Walpole, I played with this kid, Max Capuano, who, at the time, his uncle was the coach of the Islanders. Do you remember that guy? Jack Capuano? Yeah, Yeah, and so... This is funny. So, oh, God, it's it's not going to sound good, but whatever. So we're playing the game. And Cappy is like, he's good. He's fuck. This kid was dirty. Like he was a laser beam of a shot, just like the dangling 
through everybody and like he was just, yeah just like a big pile of milk and you're like well, how does this kid do this like he's just <laughs> one of those guys you don't understand and uh so but he was like really emotional like he would like freak out the last time i saw this kid he like got kicked out of a game and he left the rink early went back to the hotel packed his whole bags up and left i let in the middle of the season never saw him again he turns up playing in the ahl that's the next time i heard about him quit the aj go straight to the a fucking hl i was like what just <laughs> happened i was like what happened dude that kid was on my team two weeks ago it was crazy but so this one kid was this kid he cappy like is you know mouthing off losing his mind and the kid the kid goes he goes yo cappy you fucking uncle your dad get me a trial with the rangers and like this was like perfect like like I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not gonna sound good right now. It doesn't sound good. Dude, just but just the timing of it. That's it. It's over. That's what he said. Oh, no, that's good. That's it. Hey, hey Cappy, can your uncle get your dad give me a trial with the Rangers? And it's like the wrong team. Just like, hey, dude, you suck because your your uncle's the only reason you're this good because your uncle's the coach. It just like had all those things in one just like dumb idiot line. And it was just like, and it hit him too. Like it, he like got mad too, which is even more ridiculous. Cause I don't know. So that's not the, that's a different type of trip. And we're talking about the straight up flat, like, Hey, you're ugly. Hey, you suck at hockey. Dude. Also, you know what I thought just happened was cap. Iwano said like the guy asked for if he could get him a tryout, right? Yeah. Like, Hey, can you get me a tryout for the Rangers? <laughs> yeah. Can- like if he said that's it, it's over, right, right away. <laughs> like this was it. This was your tryout. It's over. <laughs> yep, you cut. You <laughs> doesn't over. That would have been a good rebuttal. That would have been a comeback. That would have right. quick comeback. Yeah. Right. Be like, oh fuck. <laughs> I thought I had him. Oh fuck, I suck. Ah, fuck. <laughs> you, you spin it right back and you're like, yeah, this is your tryout, and you fucking suck. <laughs> there it is. Both types of chirps. That's fucking funny. All right, buddy. Well, this has been a fucking hell of an interview. Uh, yeah. Happy to have you on. I'm excited to have you on again uh, in the future when when Lou and Siege are uh, on the pod as well together. So yeah, that would be sweet. Uh, keep killing it down over in Brooklyn, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon, my friend. Oh yeah, we got a date on the tennis court, baby. Woo-hoo! <laughs> All right, later. Have you on? And thank you. <laughs> All right, so that was that was a lot of fun. He was uh, he was a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, thank um, you guys. Uh, that was awesome to have my buddy Stan on. Uh, fucking hell of a guy, hell of a character. Uh, super fast, super skilled on the ice. It was so much fun to play with. Um, you know, local, active. One of those guys was always always buzzing out there. So it was awesome to have him on. On the Heineman show. Yes, yeah, good job, Ty. Uh, excellent interview. Uh, yeah, so you guys touched on uh, Broder and St. Louis. Uh, so we also, there were a couple more people that got inducted this year into the Hall of Fame. So I thought we'd touch on them a little bit. Um, Alexander uh, Yakushev, a Russian hockey player. Um, and he will be joining, I think, the eight other Russian born and bred um hockey players in the hall uh he was uh part of those uh 70s teams that were so dominant yeah i wonder how many of those eight uh played in the nhl 
Probably not many. Uh, I'd put uh, off, off probably the top of my head. I go Bure, Fedorov, but eight. Yeah, there's only eight. eight. Uh, yeah. There's only he'll either be the eighth or the ninth. I'm not sure which one it was. La- Lariano, it's got to be a Hall guy. Yep. Hey, Lariano, yeah. Um. So then we had uh, Curry, Yari Curry. Uh, I said, I think yeah. Papa is in. Yeah. Is Valerie in? Valerie's not in, is he? Uh, I'm not saying Burry. I'm saying Curry. Oh, well, yeah, that's different. He's in it, too, I bet. Who? Yeah, who is he? Yari Curry. He's Russian? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he is. <laughs> Yeah, need some editing for this one. Yeah, yeah, Lou, you're gonna have to work on us. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. All right. Uh, uh, Yari Curie's Finnish. Ah, Finland, Russia. Remember, they're like the same thing. <laughs> yeah, he's, damn, he's handsome. Um, yeah, we got uh, fin- Finland. Was actually, Russia once. <laughs> Uh, Till 1970. I do want to do like errors though. Remember when I said that? I think. Yeah. Did you mess up? I, I yeah I had an error. Well, in the interview, I, I did. Oh, I thought we were supposed to do errors for next week. I mean, for like the previous week. You're gonna you're gonna unerror yourself in the same show. Well, we 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 just talked about how we listened to the interview. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's not. Right? Go for it, bro. <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> I'm the only one with errors. I got it. Um, <laughs> I, I said the Flyers when uh, four zero and two on the West Coast because I said the only team they lost to was the Sharks. But uh, they only won three games. Uh, they didn't play five games. They played four. So uh, that's just me being over optimistic as a fan. And uh, I apologize for that. Um, beep, boop, pop. All right. All right. Well, glad we got All that right. taken care of. If you hear us say something wrong, go ahead and, you know, social media us up. We uh, we love to hear when we're wrong. Yes. Um, next up in the hall, uh, Jania Hefford. Um, uh, six. Uh. <laughs> Canadian woman uh, to enter the Hall of Fame. She was um, a second all-time for scoring for Team Canada. And she won like five or like four medals. Did she win four or five? Uh, something like that. Yeah. I think they got the Canada got the silver in 98 and gold in 02. Every other year except this past Olympics. And 14, yeah, 18, like, yeah, she probably is like five, no, four, yeah, you're right, four golds and one silver. Oh, and, and how many, that's just every four years, how many, you know. Well, well, actually, yeah, well, lots of silver. The, the U.S. actually dominates the world championship just as much as Canada dominated the Olympics. Right, those were, those were just Olympic medals because they, Canada, or USA won 98 and then didn't win till two. Or 2018, and Canada won every time in between. So 
She's got four golds. Yeah, one silver Olympic medals. It's pretty much the same exact stretch as the U.S. men from 1960 to 1980, except Canada is Russia in that scenario. Wait, what? Yeah. So, 98 U.S. women win, and then it's the Canadian women until... Oh, right. Yeah, but... Yeah, but I would argue that the yeah, but the U.S. women would win like while the Canadians were winning all the Olympics, the U.S. women were winning all the World Championships. Okay, well, I'm not saying the teams are comparable, but the the gold medal list is the same. That's fair. Crazy man. <laughs> um, all right, so the next uh, there's two more people inducted this year: uh, Willie O'Ree, uh, first African American uh, player to to ever play in the league. Um, and was uh, announced uh, as the diversity. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like chairman or something like that, just for the league in general. Me and me and Stanton said after our interview, like you know, we talked right afterwards, and he was, uh, he was so mad that we didn't talk about him. And I was just like, we both just forgot. And. Mm. Uh, he would have, he would have loved to talk about him just because you know Stanza like I said in the interview is a young Arthur Ashe it's literally what he looks like um, <laughs> he's a beauty like but Willie Ree was just it's crazy because he played in the league as a black guy and then no no other black guy played until like fifteen or twenty years after him crazy was but, he an American or was he Canadian. Good question, but I, I got to lean towards... I don't know, actually. I do not know. Um, but just a great story, and the guy was such a beauty, just an ambassador of the game. And it, it's weird when you see like them calling him a builder. It's like, who really says that? But he's he really is the builder, you know, of the game. You know, I've never heard someone call Jackie Robinson a builder. But yeah, I think, the, I think the term fits well. Willie O'Ree, uh, he heads up Hockey is for Everybody. Um, uh, yeah. It's a really, really cool program that brings um, or that brings opportunity to, to kids that don't have the money, uh, inner city and stuff like that, and gives them the opportunity to, to uh, get some donate. Some, yeah, get some hockey drills and uh, maybe some ice time. You, uh, everybody that plays knows how expensive that is. So, um, so Willie O'Ree is Canadian. So, yeah, I, I thought he might be. But uh, either way, he's an ambassador to the game, and he's bringing the game to people that would normally not even get a chance at at hockey just because of money. So uh, just an incredible individual and be, – not just being the first uh, black guy to play hockey, but because of all that, great that he's in the Hall of Fame. Great to see it, uh, especially now. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, so last and 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 possibly least, um, Gary Bettman got in this year, which I I will say I don't I don't have a problem with him getting in because despite you know there's all the hate because of the lockouts and whatnot. Um, but in terms of where how he's he's been able to grow the game and how the game has has just kept growing and growing um, but it's just I feel like it's a little weird that he's in Wally's commissioner 
Well, I, I would say my my initial reaction to this was definitely the oh fuck Gary Bettman like boo, boo. But, yeah get, yeah get the Bettman yeah that's what you think of but then you go okay since the lockout in 04, how freaking awesome is the NHL I mean fuck it's it's just a better game uh, and I don't know if that's because we I don't know if you think that too guys but. Uh, and I don't know if it's because I grew up with it or, but uh, I think I miss a little bit of the nastiness maybe from when we were kids, but not enough to say that the game was better then. And that's under Gary Bettman. And uh, yeah, he's still the commissioner, but uh, I mean, he, he can be the commissioner until he dies. Can he? Do, I don't know. Does he have contracts with the PA or the NHL? Uh, no, he has contracts with the owners. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he works, obviously he works, he works for the owners, right? I think he's done a good enough job for it. Uh, it wasn't definitely my initial reaction, but uh, the more I got to thinking about it, he really has done amazing things for the game. Yeah, I see. I gotta gotta say, you're right uh, after '04, no one really knew how, and I was pretty young, so I can't really obliged to this exactly but no one knew how the game was going to get going and get back on track and it fucking did and now look at it you know me from a gambling side like four years ago when i was working at the old red hat and people were telling me what to bet games were at four five the over under like you know if you get to five you're like oh oh, great the game's two two I, i i'm gonna i'm gonna do something great but now they're at, you know, six, seven, like the game is just exploding and it's just so fun to watch. And obviously it has a lot to do with the, the breakdown of penalties and one on and, you know, goalies are getting pissed about bad regulations and shit like that. But ultimately it's good for the game and all the young guys with the speed and it's fun. I agree. But I don't think the, the fighting will ever leave the game. I don't think the hitting will ever leave the game. There will always be room for those valuable guys who can do both, um, which I loved to do in my playing career, just a little, little of everything. Um, so, so, I don't know. I, I like where we're at. I agree. Yeah, I do too. And actually, it's funny how you bring that up because and, – and, uh, there was a nice example of a little old school uh, hockey justice, uh, not this past week, but the week before. I don't know if you saw it with Milan Lucic. Yeah, uh, he, I, did, I did see that. Um, he pretty uh, much took – ex- uh, Yeah, go ahead, That was a fucking bitch move by Lucic. Oh, interesting. Uh, the Talking about the, the blindside hit on the guy, right? He, yeah, on Tampa. Because he had he had kind of lightly kind of hit him from behind, you know, it was kind of an awkward hit. And then, you know, Lucci just buried him. Uh blind side hit. Um I, I I agree with policing the game and Lucci, you know, that's what he does. But you know, meet the guy halfway and fucking tell him tell him what he did, like, hey, you fucked up. It wasn't that bad of a hit where you gotta jump him right away. Lucci just fucking found him in a, in a vulnerable situation and popped him and then and then jumped on him like on top of him like that uh, wasn't a good look for me honestly I mean I, I have respect for Lucic everyone does I think uh, who the fuck was talking about it 
Stamkos was. Um, oh, Stammer so was that, hot. <laughs> yeah, he was. He should be. Like, why? He, he just jumps your guy because the guy, it was a questionable hit. They didn't even call a penalty on it. Like, how are you going to jump him like that? And just, I, I, I didn't like it. I, didn't like I it. think, You're gonna, I think, most of the I'm time, sorry, Ty, go ahead. Mo- sorry, just to end it. Most of the time, when that shit happens, you 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 see the guy straight up, and you go, "We're going, buddy!" Like you fucked up, we're going. He didn't do that. Like he could have easily just grabbed him, could just grabbed him and said, "Hey, buddy, I'm an inch, I'm a fucking inch and a foot taller than you. Let's go." Good save. And, you Good know, save. If you guys want to go, <laughs> then fuck it. He's a bitch, but you don't want to blindside hit him like that. At, like that's just not cool. I, I almost, yeah, I almost. I almost wonder if they had been, you know, yapping at each other earlier, because uh, it really seemed to me like Lucic just kind of saw red and dished out some old school hockey justice, like Lou said. Uh, and I don't know. I got a kick out of it because for some reason I really don't like that Joseph guy. Um, <laughs> uh, he had been the Joseph guy. He had been kind of running around all game. Um, hitting people, slashing people, uh, and he he gave Lucic a real nice whack uh, on the way out of the zone. Oh, so Lucic oh, chased him down that? and found him. Well, I'm just saying, if if you're gonna like, I mean, we're talking about a little bit old school style hockey justice. If you're gonna be running around hitting guys, hitting hitting players that that Lucic is supposed to be defending, you're gonna have to deal Who with this him. guy. Who's this guy? Joseph, he's, uh, I don't know, he's young. He's new to the team, to Tampa. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe Lucic was like, fuck this little guy. Yeah, who are you? (laughs) That might have been the last straw. But at the same time, I just think think Lucic is better than that, too. Yeah, in the end, it wasn't a good look. Uh, I mean, he was pretty much standing on his face with his hands. But, uh... Right. I really think he was trying... He... He saw a little bit of red, and he wanted to teach this young kid who the fuck he was dealing with, and he went a little too far with it. Which is fair. I'd rather have that in the game than not. True. Uh, well, should we do uh, Dad Stars of the Week? Yeah. I know this is, uh, this is probably a pretty long episode, so... Uh, what, what you guys got? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was... Tonight or two nights ago, um, Eddie Olchek strapped on the fucking skates. Strapped oh, yep. Pads. Full pads. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I missed this. What, what What the hell happened? Oh, what happened? Tell me about this. I missed this. Yes. So, obviously, Eddie O is a big uh, Chicago guy, and he beat cancer. Uh, it's hockey, it was it's Hockey Fight Cancer Month, you know, with all the purple jerseys. And those jerseys are sick, actually. Um, so he was a lot in Chicago of really and they warm and warm ups. And then he, uh, he, he did the, the opening kind of the ceremonial face off, which normally happens, but he fucking threw him on the skates and like his bottom half and dude, it was hilarious. He, <laughs> he did the face off normally, but then he, he whacked, uh, uh, who'd they play? Uh, cool. Yeah. He whacked <laughs> By the wild, he just whacked him and won the face off. Normally, it's pretty, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was Corey Gulu cracked a smile. I was like, oh, oh this guy's unreal. <laughs> so good for Eddie O. He's my hockey, uh, pops pick of the week. 
I don't even I don't even know how I missed that. That's great. Uh, Lou, who you got? Uh, I got I got Joe Pavelski. Um, the Sharks are starting to kind of get their stuff together. Carlson got his first goal of the year, but uh, Joe Pavelski's got nine points in his last four games. Yeah. Uh, I was about to get real mad at you because we again we didn't talk about our picks, but my pick is Joe Thornton. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jumbo Joe getting his four hundredth goal and uh, in pretty uh, good fashion too. That's who's yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that I guess now we're proving that I didn't listen to the whole interview. <laughs> um, yeah, great interview, great interview, Ty. Uh, but <laughs> uh, well, shit. Does that mean I have to pick another one? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I mean, if you really, here. if you if you really want to, you can just well, start over and then agree got, with our guest, and then I can. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. I right. have to start over. You know what? I'm gonna give it to the young. Don't know his first name. Peterson, who had Elias. his Elias. Uh, no, I think that's isn't his name Peterson. No, it's Peterson. Elias. Oh well, I'm Elias talking about Peterson. The, no, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the goaltender in Los Angeles, who um, Peterson. Yeah, yeah, Peterson. Uh, um, he has he's been talked about for the last couple of years, kind of like uh, uh, Hart in the Philly system as uh, those are kind of the next two top goaltending prospects. And he had his first start the other night in the uh, devastated LA Kings. And he, he looked good. I mean, he's a big guy. So you think he looks kind of like he's going to have a lot of holes um, when he's moving around. But um, I watched that game and he looked, he looked very, very good. Now it's hard to tell with a young goalie, uh, but for a first NHL game, uh, I think that can earn a, a dad star of the week. Okay, uh, Calvin Peterson, uh, a bit of like, a twig, six one one eighty. Yeah, that's like that's what I mean. Like it looked like he would have a lot of holes, um, but uh, real solid. Uh, actually, I meant to. I want one last thing. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys your opinion so if you need a goalie in fantasy do you go louis domingue um with vasilevsky out now i mean you get the wins that way i don't know if domingue's the guy uh i think another option would be to take whoever is going to be in la uh maybe take a gamble on the on the young peterson uh who knows if he even stays at the nhl for more than a game or two but uh, or, or do you go or the field, just the whatever the top guy left, which is I would have to look again. But uh, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, what, which, what are you? How are your goalie numbers doing? Because if your numbers are good, I would say just like pick up Domingue because he's going to get those wings for you. And Domingue's got Tampa in front of him, and yeah. Peterson's got the Kings in front of him. Yeah, pick up Domingue. However, your numbers are. Who fucking cares? Gangers are they're okay, but they're not going to figure it out. They're not going to become the Lightning. And no, and I don't the think the field is very good. The, the field is, uh, yeah, all the shitty teams. Just take to me. Okay. Well, let's go a little deeper then. Do I get rid of Murray, 
grice or uh um jesus i can grice has been 10 times better than murray all year uh (laughs) or i could uh i could get rid of uh fucking schneider too if i wanted to all right well i got a i got a good question for you i got into it with um one of my buddy's girlfriends uh, recently, who she's actually a, a pro hockey player, plays for the Boston Pride. Um, and, and it's crazy. I found myself defending uh, Zdeno Chara. Wow. That, that, um, if he was not 6'8", that he would not be in the NHL at all. Uh, um, you know, he I'm pretty sure he might be even seven foot. He's probably taller than six eight. I think on skates he's six eleven. Okay, yeah, so he's probably six eight. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it gives you three inches. Um, do you think if he was maybe you know six one ish? Do you think like where do you think he would be? What do you think? I still think he would be. I think. I mean. The, the height and the reach and making it, I mean, that's what makes him dominant for sure. But also, I mean, you look at what was it last year or the year before he had that spinorama backhand goal? Like, watching the that do that, like, is nuts. But he's, he's still a very, very good defenseman. I might have agreed with her, like, in maybe the very, very beginning of Char's career. But Man, it didn't take him long to get really fucking good at playing defense in the NHL. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm with you on that one, Ty. I was always a hater of him, especially when I right came to Boston. Well, it's not really fair. There, so I was like, yeah, joke, blah blah blah, and then they won a cup, and I was just like, oh, I fucking hate myself. But uh, yeah, no, he's really proven his, and I know it's it's nice because he is that big. But his just his shot without even you know leaning into it, kind of defending at the same time, just launching one like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, and also, but I mean, there was a por- a portion. I don't. I think this was probably a couple of years ago. But he was he was playing on top of the crease on the power play. Mm-hmm. Like, cause well, I mean, mainly because you know how the hell are you going to see around him? But also, he could redirect a puck that was six feet from him. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I didn't really love him, besides the fact that he was on Boston either, is because it doesn't seem fair. <laughs> and and you knew when someone was playing with the Bruins in NHL, like, uh, you're not getting around Chara. He's poking the puck. <laughs> yeah. I agree. For the most part, fuck Chara. I actually think they make him better in the video games than he is in real life. I mean, he's unreal in NHL. Well, yeah, it's probably you can probably say that for a lot of people, and vice versa the other way. I don't know, it just seems like more f- uh, for him in NHL. I don't know why. Like maybe the guys that make NHL really love him, but <laughs> make anyone that big in any EA sports game, they're going to be good. True. True. Yeah. The physics aren't ju- just aren't perfect enough, you know. Maybe maybe next year. Maybe in next year, twenty years. Hey, hey are you getting an Xbox soon, Ty? Uh, uh, is Santa coming soon? 
Uh, well, he is. I don't know what he's getting you. I didn't read your list. <laughs> but all right, so you guys are Xbox dudes. Yes. A lot of guys. Well, Lou, Lou is a Paul. Well, I I have everything, but I have NHL on Xbox, and so uh, does CJ. Everything. What? Yeah, yeah. They don't make conversion processes these days. Not yet. There are certain games that you can play across platform, but none of the major ones yet. And you want to and you want to know who what the problem is with that? Because Sony's a little bitch. Yeah, well, we don't care. Um, <laughs> how much is an Xbox? Uh, you can get an Xbox One for hundred dollars now. Well, I don't know. It's not one one ninety nine maybe. Yeah, like two hundred. You can oh. get an Xbox. You know, hot, you know how many hot soups I could buy with that? <laughs> Yeah, probably like two hundred, but just have cold Mi- soup for like two hundred. Mister GM. <laughs> yeah, you're like the GM of a of a bar now, aren't you? You act like I'm a money bag. So that doesn't work like that. Ty, I make I make nineteen thousand dollars a year. <laughs> nineteen. Well, that's that doesn't that doesn't way. count. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> that's not that's not fair. That's that's not all he makes, people. <laughs> that's that's his fucking base salary. People. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we we are talking to people, you know. What's up, people? People. Uh, okay, so um, that's that should do it for us, unless you guys have anything else. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is such a long episode, but. Uh, We'll go through the motions. Uh, what am I trying to say? Jesus Christ, Lou, you got to fix me on that. Uh, well, well, no, we're still working through it, and obviously, uh, we had a little bit more stuff to go through this week because we did miss a week. Um, and the interview is gonna gonna almost double this one up. So, um, but we will be back again next week. Um, everybody, please have a very happy Thanksgiving. Um. If you're in the New York City area on November 30th, please, please, please go see our Good Buds Parlors and Brendan Fletcher. Um, it's going to be a sick show. And Matt, um, Matt, do. Uh, so, all right, we're, we're going to get out of here before Matt, this solves any further. <laughs> see you later, everybody. Hockey. That was just creepy. Channel, <laughs> ch- channeling your your EA your EA games. EA challenge everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Put that right after I whisper hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it's something well, like Harry Potter game. Yep. <laughs> no, just yeah. EA EA games. Yeah. EA challenge everything. <laughs> The please, creepiest please thing in the world. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fellas. Uh, we will see you guys. Ty, I'll see you on Wednesday, and I will see you on Thursday, Siege. Yeah, night, boys. See you this week. <laughs>